Welcome to the Leadership Live Podcast, a conversational podcast with community members aiming to motivate, challenge, and inspire you to lead. Now, here are your hosts, Vanessa Bennett and Trey Darnell. Happy Friday. Welcome to Leadership Live. I'm Trey Darnell here with my co-host, Vanessa Bennett. Vanessa, how are you? I am fantastic. I'm trying to get back into the swing of things for the new year. It's exciting to start 2022 with a special guest. I'll go ahead and let you introduce our guest this morning. We are privileged to have um, Dr. Brian Nolan with us today, president of ETSU Go Bucks, coming off a exciting football season. You want to share a few minutes about that? I'd be happy to. You know, it was a season for the ages at the university. We're an institution that is in year seven of a new football team. I had the opportunity to be a part of the development of that with Carl Torbush and then to hire Randy Sanders four short years ago and cannot say enough to thank Coach Sanders for all that he's done and built and established at the university. You know, we went to the playoffs in 2018 and then we had the opportunity to make the run in the playoffs here in 2021. Most wins in the history of the university, home playoff win. But what I'm going to remember about the year are the fourth quarters, the comeback against Mercer, mm-hmm. the comeback against Kennesaw State. You know, the conversation that I had with my son on the sideline, do you go for one, do you go for two? Coach went for two and the rest is history. Uh, But it was a season that I think people in our region will talk about for decades to come. The excitement was all over our region. So um, 2022 marks your 10th year with ETSU, getting ready to start your 11th, I think. What are you going to do to celebrate this wonderful milestone? I'm going to go to work. Um, We've got a lot of work on the horizon. So, you know, humbled by the opportunity to have served the university and the community now for a decade. And I see the impact of that decade in the faces of graduates when they come back. Sunday evenings, I've got a little group that I play basketball with, and there's an alum who played on our football team who I play ball with, and he tells me what's happening with his colleagues from across the region. But we've had more than 18,000 students graduate from ETSU in the 10 years that I've been there. And for me, that's the real impact is what happens for those students and how their lives were transformed by the degree and the way the faculty shaped their career moving through. So first day will be right at the start of the semester, so plan to start you. Year 11 the way I did year 10 by going to work. I love that. Go to work. ETSU is my alma mater. Uh, graduated in 2005 and experienced two presidents uh, during my time. And I'm curious, what ways do you participate with students or engage with students uh, on campus? Well, first, Dr. Nixon and Dr. Stanton were legendary leaders at our university. Uh, Nix Hall, which is the home to the largest college of nursing in the state of Tennessee, bears his name. Uh, Dr. Nix was chancellor of the Board of Regents and just a a legend in higher education in our state. Uh, Dr. Stanton, we would not have the College of Medicine and its fully formed uh, structure that we have now, if not for the leadership of Dr. Stanton. And the things he built in that space are beyond description. You know, all presidents are different. When the president who follows me comes in, he's going to say, God, I can't believe all the mistakes that Nolan guy made. Um, but as I look back at, at my time here, what I enjoy, I'd mentioned the, the number of students who've graduated, but it's the relationships that I built with students. You know, I play on intramural basketball teams and I play pickup. I serve pancakes on pancake night that first Monday of Fridays. We have students over to the house for events. The reason we all get up and go to work every day is to see our students succeed. So from engaging with students in high schools while we're there for scholarship nights, all the way to inviting freshmen over to the home for dinner, to serving in volunteer capacities with students. I hold open office hours for students every Tuesday morning from 8 to 9 o'clock. My door's open, no appointment needed. But we try to be present, we try to be vocal, and we try to be a part of the life of the institution. And that's the reason why anyone who works in higher education does the things that they do. It's because they find power and passion in students. During my uh, tenure at ETSU, it was considered a suitcase school. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that term. 
uh, where students, uh, when they finish classes, either on Thursday or Friday, they, they left. They packed up and left for the weekend and come back Sunday or Monday before classes start. I've noticed that that's changed. Students are staying around more on weekends. They're important to the workforce in Johnson City and Kingsport and, and the region. Uh, what do you think has changed for students that live on campus to, to remain on campus during the weekends? Well, we've been purposeful in our efforts to build, promote, and sustain a culture of engagement on the institution. Students are going home on the weekend because there's not anything to engage them. So from volunteer activities to clubs to organizations to athletics, we've changed aspects of the culture of the university. We've also physically changed the space at the institution. The Culp Center has been renovated. We've created green spaces. We've renovated residence halls. We've done what we can within the resources available to make the campus more pedestrian friendly, to make it a more engaged institution, and to show students how that engagement has a purpose. Um, you know, people talk a lot about football um, as one of the things that keeps folks around on the weekends, but that's only six weekends out of the year. What we've, I think, found a, a lot of support for and a, a lot of kind of in from our students is it's not just athletics that causes you to engage with the institution. The largest student group on campus is the well. It's a faith-based entity, BCM, Wesley Foundation, and others. We want to engage with students in their space, on their time, and in their interest areas. And we've tried to create an environment that supports and nurtures it. One of the reasons why I think we have the highest retention and graduation rates in the history of the university is because of that change in culture. We've got 2,600 students that live on campus. I'd like to get that number north of 3,000, um, but no, we are no longer a commuter school. I think those days have, have come and gone. So with working with education and workforce development at your Kingsport Chamber, ETSU is a wonderful partner with us. We work on several things together. Talk about how important ETSU students are to our region's workforce. Well, I think we saw the impact of our students on the workforce during the year in which we were remote, and we did not have students coming to Northeast Tennessee to come to the institution. Was I, when I talk to employers, particularly those in the hospitality industry, you know, everyone's struggling to find employees. We all are. We have 60 vacancies right now in our, our grounds and custodial services area. It's a change in labor patterns. It's going to take a while for things to recover if they ever recover at all. But in the hospitality space, the lack of our students being on campus was felt across the region. But it was more than in that space. If you think of the practicums, the internships, the work that we do in the healthcare space, student teaching that occurs in our K-12 settings across the region. Sometimes we take for granted the impact that three to four to 5,000 students can have on local business and industry, but that's three to four to 5,000 employees that the region depends on that weren't here during that year we were shut down because of COVID. And we'd like to build that out. So as we come out of COVID, some of the work that a research corporation is playing a lead role on is creating more internships for our students so that they can get that practical experience while they're an undergrad, hopefully have guaranteed employment on the back end. Absolutely. We've done a lot of that in the healthcare space, but we'd like to build that out in the small business sector. We'd like to build that out with entrepreneurs. We'd like to, to, to deepen those opportunities for students to connect with employers while they're undergrads, because then that gives them a connection with the region, which increases their probability that they stay in Northeast Tennessee after they graduate. We want them to stay here. We sure do. What is something that has you excited for ETSU over the next five years? I think as we look forward to the next five years, there's some things short-term that I'm excited about and then some things long-term. You know, short-term, I'm excited to open the Martin Center to the general public. We've had classes in the Martin Center for the fall. We've had a number of ETSU performances, but I look forward to large national touring acts coming through that building and people seeing not only the beauty of the space, but the power of the space. The arts is a great front door and front porch to the institution and 
and you will see major performers coming into that building in 2022 and beyond. So I look forward to welcoming the region to the Martin Center. Also look forward to finishing some capital construction projects like Glam Hall and getting some started like the renovation to Brown Hall and the Humanities Building. I look forward to the opportunity to, to start some new academic programs. You know, we've talked a lot over the course of the past six months about developing our engineering programs to a greater degree. Um, but I'm also excited for the things that just occur in the natural life of a university. Universities are dynamic places. Each year is an opportunity to start over. And we start over again here in two short weeks when our students come back for the spring semester. So I'm just looking forward to having our students back on campus. One thing that we ask all of our guests every Friday, if you were to write an autobiography, what would the title be? Wow, Trey, you throw me for a loop. An autobiography. <laughs> um, power of Believing in Your Dreams. That's not a short title. I'm never going to sell any books. Um, but <laughs> someone gave me a book for Christmas, a leadership book whose title I'll not repeat. Um, but it's longer than the title I just gave you. But you know, I'm, I'm not the smartest person in the room, but I work hard. And I think that is similar to the characteristics that define our university. You know, we're not an institution with a billion dollar endowment, but we'll outwork that institution. And I think that defines our region. This is a region of hardworking, humble people. And when I'm long gone from this world, you know, I hope people will look back and say, well, what did that Nolan guy do while he was at ETSU? Well, he worked hard. We wrap up with our rapid five questions. What would you do with your 15 minutes of fame? Give it to someone else. What is the first line of ETSU school song? Hail to the alma mater, hail to the all hail. What is the color of your toothbrush? White. What new technology will transform the future? Future. Virtual reality. Cake or pie? Ice cream cake. Oh, he's pretty clever on those rapid five. And Vanessa, did you have any final thoughts? Yes, I just want to say I've been on a lot of college campuses and games, but when you come to an ETSU game and you walk in or you're there, the passion around you by your students is commendable. And that's that shows that how you feel about them and how prideful you are of that university. So thank you for all you do for our region. Now, thank you all for all that you do for the region, for the opportunity to be on the podcast today. And I hope everyone has a happy new year. Wonderful. We'll see you next Friday. Thank you for listening to this week's Leadership Live podcast, a partnership between Kingsport Leadership Programs of your Kingsport Chamber and Domtar. Domtar, the sustainable paper, pulp, and packaging company. Leadership Live is available wherever you get your podcasts.